Welcome to the Oaks Church Brooklyn Scripture Reading for Friday, June 20th, using the Bread Book. I'm Rachel Larson, and I'm reading from Revelation 20 today. Before we begin, I want to let you know what we'll be doing next as we wrap up this season of reading through the New Testament together. We are a church committed to prayer, scripture, and practicing the presence of God. Our church is also part of the 24-7 prayer movement, which is simply a community of people committed to prayer, mission, and justice. 24-7 Prayer has created a prayer app called Lectio 365. Lectio 365 contains devotional content to help us pause and pray at the start and end of every day. So as we finish going through bread together, we are inviting our church to stay united over the summer around two daily rhythms of prayer and scripture using the Lectio 365 app. There's a morning and an evening rhythm. Each rhythm will take five to 10 minutes as you're guided through scripture, reflection, and prayer. All the information will be on our website and you can simply go to your app store and type in Lectio 365 to find the app and join in these morning and evening rhythms of prayer. Now, let's take a moment to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. Revelation 20 And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations any more until a thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw the thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sands of the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where beasts and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. 
the earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. encounter. In the encounter section, we simply meditate and reflect on what God is drawing our attention to in this passage. As I meditated on these verses, a few things stuck out to me. First, the line, God's people, the city he loves. In that line, I feel the tenderness of God's heart towards his people. I feel his deep devotion to us, and I feel the security of a God that would do anything to rescue his people. Second, I'm struck by Satan's army. They are like the sands of the seashore. And then I'm in awe of how God completely obliterates that army in a moment. It says, but fire came down from heaven and devoured them. I'm reminded of being a kid and how so often in movies and television shows there would be that one really mean kid and you just wanted the other characters to get revenge on that kid. Or now, as an adult, I've had people in my life that have hurt me so profoundly that in my darkest moments, all I've wanted was revenge on them. But then I'm reminded of how in Ephesians 6.12, we are told that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our real enemy is not the people around us, but the powers and principalities of this dark world. And I see here, God gets the ultimate revenge. He destroys Satan's army in a single moment. Lastly, I think about this scene where all the dead are gathered before the great white throne. And I wonder what that will be like for us. I wonder if it will be like a celebration, like the best graduation ceremony ever, where people cheer and shout as name after name from the book of life is read. I think about the people I've loved who have died, my grandparents, high school friends, aunts and uncles, and my dad. And I think about what it will be like to cheer for them as their names are read from the book of life. I know too that often we wrestle with whose names will be in the book of life, and while I don't know the names that will be in the book, I've long suspected that the kingdom of God is far greater than we imagine. Apply. Now we spend some time reflecting on how we might be able to apply this to our life. So for me, I want to see with God's eyes 
I want to love all people, even the ones who have hurt me most, with the same tenderness that God loves his people. And another thing I'm encouraged by is that while having your name in the book of life is important and amazing, I also think knowing God is so much more about getting to live a life of true freedom here and now on earth. I'm encouraged to share about God with those who don't yet know him because I want them to experience freedom in this life. Devotion. Finally, we take a moment to write a simple prayer of devotion to God and commit ourselves to him. This is my prayer of devotion for today. God, I ask that you would give me eyes to see as you see, that you would give me your tender heart for those around me, and that as my heart and life are shaped to look more like yours, that you would give me boldness to share you with those who don't yet know you, that we may all experience the true freedom that is found only in you. Thanks so much for listening today. I'd love to close out today with the same prayer that we'll be praying together in the coming weeks during our morning prayer rhythm. Father, help us to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help us to give ourselves away to others, being kind to everyone we meet. Spirit, help us to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all we do and say. Amen.